Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Welcome back, my kindred, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am Savanya Dracul, your host through this world of darkness. Barty told the Coterie that, according to Camarilla Law, Val should be executed for her attack on the Sheriff, but he'd allowed them to hold the trial first. However, when they tried to convince Barty that all of this was unnecessary, he had to call upon Alabaster Kane to step in as prosecution. With Doris and Evangeline as the defense, Everett set the rules of the trial to try to improve their odds of winning. But is there any hope now that the Prince is involved? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. Alabaster Kane has set a phone with Lord Victor Tostarosa V on the desk in front of him, which is on speakerphone. And you just hear a, a tinny, higher-pitched voice come out of it just saying, I'm glad we're here for the trial. Let's get this thing on the road. I've got shit to be doing. And Alabaster Kane says, thank you, thank you. All right, so obviously we need to be efficient, and I'm here as the prosecutor. There are three things that matter to this court. They are A, did Val attack the sheriff? B, her intent, and C, her value to New Haven on an ongoing basis. Did she do it? Realistically, I think we can just ask the court and the prosecution, is anyone going to argue she didn't do this? Then he looks over to Doris and Evangeline behind their desk. Uh, Doris will shake her head. N- no. All right, we could skip that part. That saves a lot of time. So both sides now no longer have to argue whether or not Val did it. You're not going to try to prove she didn't, which would be admittedly borderline insane, but I'm never going to rule out anything you (laughs) want to try. Uh, Val, you are uh, in shackles. Uh, They're really ceremonial because realistically you're a vampire and they're not silver because they're not going to hurt you. So they're just there, but you're you're seated at the defense table behind the desk. Uh, There is a judge desk, which... Barty is sitting behind, uh, and Tyler, you have a or Everett. You have a chair next to it, okay. so you are you are seated, present, in kind of where the bailiff would be on a TV okay. set. Uh, there are the police officers spread around the edges of the room with their shotguns because they're still not entirely <laughs> sure that the <laughs> vampires may change their mind and choose to kill the humans and then no trial. Uh, and the phone and our friend, everyone's best friend, Alabaster Kane, who is stepping out now from behind his desk to do that classic <sighs> stroll through the courtroom. It's a not a great habit for him to have, considering there is no jury and this doesn't yeah. make a difference, but he's he's got some of that old school black and white movie lawyer vibes uh, as, he, as he circles through the room. All right, so obviously she did it. There's no question there. We've accepted that. The questions are intent and value to the community. The prosecution calls its witness Val Miller. Uh, and Val, you are you are brought up like literally you just I'm imagining you walk without being escorted yeah. knowing you. Yeah, she's fine. Sit down. Yep. Chair on opposite side of the desk. And Barty's like, are you going to? I mean, I don't know what religion's fucking real anymore. Are you? <laughs> Obviously, if you don't care about camera, I'm gonna uh, say the fucking truth, okay? Whatever. Oh, thank God. Okay, I didn't want to start out that note. <laughs> um, 
Alabaster Kane says, all right, so you attacked the sheriff. Were you trying to kill the sheriff? No. What were you trying to do? Hurt something. Interesting. And were you going, how would, how would you know to stop before you had killed the sheriff? No comment. <laughs> do we allow no comments? He says, looking to the judge. Barty immediately looks to you, Tyler. <laughs> Uh, God. <laughs> yeah, we do. Can you roll <laughs> a, a manipulation and an etiquette? Sure. Uh, etiquette is nothing. Manipulation is one. That's a success. Hey! But might not be enough successes. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it is not, yep. as you hear the voice come through the phone with his very excellent etiquette score. Just mm -hmm. say, no, we don't. This is the Camarilla, not America, says Lord Victor Tosterosa through the phone. Well, then I'm afraid you're going to have to answer. All right. I have previously murdered vampires and mortals professionally for the Camarilla, so I fucking know when one is dead. Can you roll me? Hmm. Oof, that will be a subterfuge and a composure. Hmm. And this okay. matters because there was a brief moment where you thought Everett was dead when he came out of, when true. you stay came out of your frenzy. Yep. <clears throat> and Doris had to remind you that he was alive. Yeah. Two successes. Two successes. Uh, Alabaster Kane just looks back at Tosterosa's phone and goes, I think she's lying. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's all he has. Uh, does the defense want to respond to his statement that she's lying? We're kind of establishing. So I think if we want to follow law and order rules, there are chances for objections yeah. and other things where you could interrupt. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, undoubtedly, he'll just keep grandstanding. Yeah. And to be fair, I wasn't lying. My implication was lying. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Um, uh, yeah, I think Doris would just say... Um, um, you think she's lying, sir? Can you prove it? That's that's yeah. That's that's an uh, objection. Um, uh, what's what's it called? What's it called? Speculation. When, yeah, that's it. Speculation. Obje objection. Speculation. Barty does it. Barty looks to Everett. Like <laughs> Barty nods to him. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh uh. S sustained. Uh, sustained. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Your, your two are sustained and overruled. So, yeah, so just to be clear, that means that the, the comment that she's lying, that that doesn't, that that shouldn't be impacting stricken. anything. Stri stricken. Stricken from, from the, the official record. record of the trial. That yes. No oh, God, has... we need a record? Uh, Troy, start writing this down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please, Troy. All right, so Troy is now frantically... <laughs> starting to try to make notes on what's happening, which he is not equipped for. Having just only... on like a four-inch notepad, yeah, too, he, just like a little thing. He just did notes like... just furiously. <laughs> from, it's like from the desk of Doris, and it's just him on a bunch of to-do to do it, like a to-do list page, just yeah. trying to fill that out furiously. Uh, not playing any of his skills. Um, <laughs> Alabaster Kane uh, then asks you, so many vampires who are in the grips of the beast, who are lost to compulsions. They're simply just bad at everything else and can save their energy until they choose where to spend it. 
Obviously, we've all in this room been alive long enough to fall victim to the beast. We all know the, the grip of compulsions, the darkness inside us, and we know that you can just wait. You'll still attack something important, but you won't attack something important to the Camarilla. Why didn't you do that? I was already at the fucking station around people that I trust, so figured they could fucking handle it better than anyone else. You've worked with the Camarilla for a long, long time. You know the laws, you know the sheriff. You were close with the sheriff once, weren't you, Officer Miller? Yeah, I fucking was. So, would you have attacked the previous sheriff? Under the aegis of Princess Cleopatra? No. Interesting. And yet you would attack this sheriff under the aegis of the all-powerful, all-knowing, handsome, gifted, intelligent Objection. Lord Victor. Yeah, okay, good. Because Everett is like staring at yes. <laughs> Relevance. Wait, what? What does that mean? All of those descriptors. All those des descriptors of the prince? I would say get to the point. Uh, it, it, it sounds like uh, what you're trying to say, uh, just I'm clarifying for Barty first time as a judge. It sounds like the defense is objecting because uh, the prosecutor's testifying. Well, was it ever said that the prosecutor could not testify in this court? No. We're all allowed to give monologues here. Well, we'll leave that up to the judge if there's an objection it needs to be ruled on. Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Everett, can you roll me a manipulation and a leadership? Oh my manipulation God. and a leadership. One success. Incredible. Oh. That is a crit success from Barty, which is not what you wanted because he's like, I'm not going to rule that people aren't allowed to compliment the prince. <laughs> statement. So Alvester Kane just nods knowingly. It's like, our ever-esteemed, handsome, beautiful, immortal, long may he reign, Lord Victor Tostarossa V. What's the difference between his rule and Cleopatra's rule? It's not a difference between the fucking rule. It's a difference between the fucking location. Elaborate. Because <sighs> this is New Haven, and the sheriff makes the calls here. Is that true? Lord Victor Tostarosa V? Oh, hell no! <laughs> it's me! I'm the prince! Fuck that sheriff! Fuck him and fuck you! Objection. <laughs> yeah, we're not even fucking doing that. Says <laughs> 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 Marty to you. Thank you, my prince. <laughs> so, there's a question of, of capability, of intent, of the ability to not repeat the crime. And then the question is the value to New Haven. Why don't we skip the, the dance and cut to the chase? Sheriff, what do you see her value as to this department? Uh, she's a capable officer. I've seen her, uh, uh, especially uh, as New Haven is fended off attackers in the form of the new Note Nostra uh, and the followers of Lilith. Uh, officer Miller has displayed uh, exceptional skill and valor. Uh in the in the line of duty. But what does she bring to this department that your other officers don't bring? Remarkable strength, experience, uh tenacity. I could I could go on. She's 
she's invaluable to this department. However, you've got the ability to pull in whatever vampires you want from this community. You're looking at strength. Why not bring in Gorbong from the hospital? She's a very, very powerful vampire. You could bring tenacity from any one of the other clans. You could deputize whoever you please. We could hire uh, bounty hunters from elsewhere to come in and replace Val within this department. Well, in protecting I'm sorry, I'm done with questions for you. So what I'm saying (laughs) is her value is not irreplaceable. Her danger is her intent is out of control and she doesn't respect the prince's authority. I would like to address the questions that were issued to me. Well, I'm afraid that's not how court works. (laughs) Because you are not a lawyer, nor are you the judge. So, what is the purpose of questioning me? I have established that her value was replaceable. That is my interest. I see. And Everett, like, looks to the defense (laughs) of, like, well, I guess we'll all just have to remember that. (laughs) Does the defense want to do anything? Yeah. Um, um, Miss Miller, the prosecution. (laughs) Wait, wait, I don't understand. (laughs) Technically, okay, if we're going by law and order rules, and I'm an old man, so I watch law and order. I think you get to cross-examine witnesses at a time, but he called them out of order. Yeah, uh, I thought Val was on the stand. Yeah, Val is on the stand, but he also talked to Everett. We're, we're fast and fucking loose. Okay. Uh, Al, we got to let you guys cross-examine. So, Alabaster Kane, sit down. You did good. Uh <laughs> Not comforting for the defense to hear from a judge. Uh, Okay, you guys can cross-examine Val. And then you can cross-examine Everett if you want. But you're calling him again on your turn, so I don't know what you want to do. Well, the prosecution said he was done with me as well, actually. So he can't question me any further. Well, I guess. But law and order rules are if they bring up something new, he gets to respond to that. I see. I guess he's done for his half. I I hate this. Uh, (laughs) Does the defense want to cross-examine Val? We do. Okay, go ahead. Miss Miller. Hi. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, Are you standing? Are you walking around? I just need to picture what you're doing now that Alabaster Kane is back in his seat. Um, uh, no, she's just going to sit and and just kind of shift her gaze from Val to and like her head. She's significantly shorter than everybody else, <laughs> but uh, she's kind of like looking between Alabaster Kane and 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 Val, and she says, um, uh, "Mr. Kane said that it is possible for vampires to hold their intent, so to speak, until the right moment. But um, is it not true that Sheriff Fry was not your original target?" Yeah, that's true. And is it true that he specifically asked you to target him? Also true, yeah. I feel like that's a very important thing to note. Is she not then technically following orders? Is that not technically how the sheriff's department should operate in order to maintain peace in New Haven? And isn't the point of New Haven to maintain peace so that all of us can live in harmony? Alabaster can just raised a hand where he's sitting. Uh, are, you, are you done? He's just looking to... Doris? Um, uh, no. So I'd like to posit that her intent was such as was directed by the sheriff. Objection! 
She's saying someone's intent for them. These are leading questions. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> Let me do a roll. See yeah, it's just everyone looking at Bart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of failures on Barty's case. He's like, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> s- stop it. <laughs> <laughs> my apologies, sir. Uh, thank you, I guess. It is my first trial after all. But, um, Miss Miller... Would you have specifically gone after the sheriff if he hadn't told you to in that moment? I could have gone after anyone. Yeah. But he came outside, did he not? Yeah. So if he hadn't come outside, he wouldn't have been the target of your aggression? That's correct. So it wouldn't have been your intent to hurt him? Yeah. So your intent- Objection. There's no way based on that. The intent was to hurt him just because he came out the door. Val Miller, if Lord Victor Tostarosa V had come out the door of the station, would you have attacked Lord Victor Tostarosa V? I don't know. Well, that's pretty much a yes. <laughs> he just sits down happily. I disagree with that, sir. And it's also, I haven't yelled at the floor. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Let's I see, so we're operating by... Evangeline raises her hand. Uh, yes, this, this system makes more sense to me than anything else. <laughs> I, I just want to say that that Val would not have attacked the prince because she was in the process of attacking me. Okay, this is a lawyer testifying. We got to try to do... Okay, we're going to... You, you save your story for defense. If you're going to pitch a new theory, make it defense. Otherwise, address what the, the prosecution said for cross-examination. I just think that it's important to note that, Val, do you believe in the hierarchy of the system? The sheriff's department. Okay, that feels like a good question. We'll allow that one. <laughs> yes. So you believe that if a sheriff gives you an order, you should follow it? Yes. And the sheriff, did the sheriff give you an order? The sheriff did told did tell me to go after him, yeah. So you were just following orders? In that situation, yeah. I yield the floor. Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. It's me, Tyler Hewitt. I normally play Everett Fry, but today I'm playing the role of guy who will talk to you about Patreon. That's right. Dum Dums and Dice has a Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash dice, you can support us at a number of different levels. For example, for $25 a month, you get your name added in the special thank yous at the end of every episode. And you get to create an NPC of your own that will join the cast of Dum Dums and Dragons, or Blood and Syrup, or the Valentine Heresy in their adventures. You don't have to be bitten by a vampire to be immortalized, okay? It, it's, it can be so much simpler. Patreon.com slash dice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Okay? Memorize it. Type it. Click it. The clicking part is is subscribing. All right. You got this. All right. So you were going to attack whoever came out that door, regardless of whether it was the sheriff or whether it was... uh uh, your dear friend Evangeline. Yeah. So this comes back to the questions of the value to the community. 
If anyone coming out of that I, door. I object. Okay, why? Because this is speculation. The prosecution is asking Val what she would have done under different circumstances, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about what she did do. Everyone's just like nodding. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> you can't convict someone based on something they might do in the future. I would argue under different circumstances. I would argue we're talking about intent and value to the community. This is leading somewhere, Your Honor, and it will be absolutely necessary. Now, Bart, I know you watch a lot of Law and Order, but generally, if if a lawyer says like this is going to be good, that's not actual grounds for allowing their behavior. Just just so you know. Yeah, but in some movies it is. I'm interested in hearing him out. Says the phone. Uh, we are now going to that classic die roll. Uh, Evangeline, uh, we will take a manipulation and etiquette. Oh, you will dear. receive a bonus die because you have Everett who has joined you and the teamwork on this. Okay. You are going up against uh, our dear friend Alabaster Kane. Fuck. Who gets an extra die because he has been teamed up with Lord Victor Tosarosa. <sighs> Shit. Okay. Two successes. I'm going to have to overrule you. He's got the prince on his side. <laughs> so all I'm going to say, let's make this my closing statement. I think we've all heard enough of me in this court. Not that I could ever hear enough of me. But we have an officer who attacked a sheriff, who could have attacked someone else but did not, who was given an unlawful order after already attacking other people by a sheriff whose heroics are both tragic, somehow mortally infused, and ultimately a mistake, and she would have attacked anyone who came out that door. She couldn't even say she wouldn't attack the prince, which is a high crime in and among itself as a statement. But imagine, for the stability of this city, for her ongoing value to be presented, imagine what had come through that door was a mortal child. And she had slaughtered that mortal child through all of her terrifying strength. What would that do to New Haven? That would lead to the liquidation of 14,000 people. After the riots had begun, this program would be a failure. They could reveal the Camarilla to the world. I rest my case. And I could buy an elephant tomorrow, but it doesn't mean I'm going to. I'd if, like to. If she made more sense, I'd be worried about that as a response. <laughs> Hell, I'll allow it. <laughs> and Brian's like, okay. Everybody, take a fucking break, I guess. Uh, and he just like goes into the evidence locker to to chill. Okay. Alabaster Kane just stays seated at his desk, but goes like onto his phone to chat with Tostarosa. Okay. Uh, what do you guys do during break? Everett wants to go to Troy and see how his note taking is going, uh, just <laughs> to see if we've got on the official record that the lives of mortals, uh, are like heavily weighted uh, to the safety of New Haven and things like that, and that they cannot be discounted. Because now that has been an argument that Alabaster Kane has made in this case. Uh, you've got... Uh, his, his notes are good. You get okay. what you want out of it because he rolled three tens on four dice. Nice. Wow. Nice. Okay. Wow. Fucking Troy is shockingly crushing it with okay. his notes. Great. Mm. <laughs> uh, uh, great. Uh, that's that's great job there, Troy. Rest up your your wrist there we're gonna be back at it in a, in a few minutes here oh god if you could all talk less that'd be so great hey uh do you know if we have any kind of police equipment that can uh like zap a cell phone or anything like that uh fuck it i gotta roll again just a second <laughs> i feel like doris has something like that in her attic no we don't 
<laughs> all right. All Sorry. Right. I really wish we did, but we don't have a lot no, of money. Hey, and you're, you're doing fine, Troy. You're doing great. Okay. Just thought I'd ask. Yeah. Do you need, like, a, do I have to draw pictures of everyone, like, on TV? Why don't you just stick with ratting? That's that's good. I, you're doing great work here. I don't want to. I don't want to add anything into the mix to throw you off your game. You're doing great. Okay. All good. right. Have have fun. Good luck. I don't. I don't know what you say. I don't know. Have fun and good luck, Troy. Okay. <laughs> uh, is there anything the defense wants to discuss among themselves or with Val Miller? You have the interrogation room, so you can kind of go off and have okay. a chat. Val, you'd be welcome in that chat because technically you are a defendant. Great. Great. Yeah. Um. I think, yeah, I think Doris is kind of just staring at Alabaster Cane and just saying, um, I really didn't expect this to feel like the witch trials that I was a part of. But if we're dealing in hypotheticals, I don't understand how we're to progress with winning. I really meant what I said about the elephant thing. You're in the interrogation room. We have Evangeline and Val present. I don't know if anybody's responding or if people are just in their own heads, but I would also be happy to hear what people are thinking if they are not responding to Doris. They're just, I don't understand what to, like, they're just, they're going to argue and they're going to make arguments and they decide the rules. So how do we win? They're just changing rules on a dime. It is very difficult to argue with a prince. Yeah, with the prince here, it kind of just comes down to whatever his fucking whims are, honestly. <clears throat> Val, you're only a wits and awareness. Yeah. Two successes. The one thing your legal team has not thought of is a very obvious strategy. Uh, no one's lying. Yeah. You could just lie. Like, this is a vampire court. Lying in court is very common. You've been around long enough that you would do it. Like, nobody's tried to break the rules in a clever way or create a rule or work around something. And neither you nor them have obviously lied. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that has to be your strategy, but I'm just saying that's the thing that pops into your head. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they're going to play dirty, we could do that too. But I'm dog shit at lying, but... <laughs> Clark, I know you're good at talking to people and convincing people. And Doris, I'm, you're doing a fucking good job considering all this garbage. But Oh, that's very nice. I was actually going to suggest the idea of, well, it's just entirely a lie. It's more like a half truth or a half lie, half and half glasses full. But um, I am working on developing something that's going to help. Well, it was more for Everett uh, since he freaks out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was going to be something to help temper it. And so I could say that I am very close to coming up with something that could control you, perhaps. And so it's less of a question of what happened and more, will this happen again, weighed with your value to the community, which frankly, we haven't had an opportunity to uh, really speak on yet because he kept interrupting my time. Yeah, it might work. Yeah, and my, my son said he'd be a character witness for that matters, but with these fuckers, probably won't. I mean, he does have a human element to it. It's true. Everett, they've been discussing this in the side room. Barty is off cooling down. Alabaster Kane's mm-hmm. at a desk. Would you go join the defense conversation or would you stay out of it to try to appear less biased? I think I need to appear less biased because it's seeming mm-hmm. currently more and more 
apparent that I'm going to need to influence Barty at the end based on how this has been mm-hmm. going so far. So I don't want to give too much of the implication that I'm just purely on the defense's side. Would you want to go check on Barty or try to yeah, like convince Barty to like I trust would, you? I would want to chat with Bart. Yeah. So you enter the back room where Barty yeah. is is just sitting with his head in his hands, just being like, I'm not meant to be a fucking judge. This is fucked. Look, I know it's tough having to uh, play your role. Do you know what it's like having to do this with no fucking cigarettes and no fucking iced teas? Because Doris made me nail my fucking door shut. And I know it's tough, you know, with the prince on the phone there. Yeah, that shit's fucked. If I do this wrong, it'll kill me. So, uh, look, we need to talk about, you know, verdict is guilty or non-guilty kind of thing. Uh, but as a judge, you can also dole out the punishment. Okay. Doesn't have to be death. But what if the prince wants it to be death? Well, leave that to me. I'll have to talk with him. Okay, so it's like a you problem. Yeah, if the prince asks for execution, it's the sheriff who does the executing, right? Uh, usually. Unless he doesn't trust you, then he'll have somebody else do it. Great, all right. Look, ultimately... He's a voice on the phone. We can't even be sure that that's his voice. Could be Alabaster Kane uh, playing at some kind of bullshit. He'll, you know, oh, that'd be really ballsy. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's that might not be the princess. That's good. No. Uh. Okay. So right. Uh, guilty of all three. Death. Uh. Guilty of two. What? Uh, what does it be? I would say exile until uh, deemed to have redeemed herself. Okay, so two. Exile, let's say, to Calgary. <laughs> Number two is exile until redeemed. In the eyes of the sheriff. Okay, I'll try for that one, but you realize if we drop this, the prince could choose the quest, right? The prince could choose what? Whatever. She, well, if you got to redeem. So, so vampires like medieval shit for some fucking reason. Maybe because they're all old. So, like... A lot of the time when people were exiled, they get sent off on a quest, and when the quest was done, then they'd be redeemed. Well, I've heard what the prince asks for, and they're pretty ridiculous outlandish things, like yeah, millions and millions of dollars from a fucking amateur stand-up comedian. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was thinking, honestly, the, the, the call is probably good. I'm just noting that like, if that happens, you're, you're probably, you might get overruled. So come up with something that sounds really shitty for you, and you'll probably agree. Something shitty for me is losing my goddamn officer. Well, don't make that the quest. <sighs> it needs to be something shitty for you. Because remember, I've worked with a lot of bad employers over my life. All right. Well, oh, God. So I think, what, look, you just need them to think that you're letting them win. So you have to go with something that sounds like a win for the prince instead of a win for you. All right, then. What if uh, uh, the quest or whatever... Is that she's uh, my, what's a medieval term, like ward or squire or whatever. She's under my responsibility. And if she, you know, fucks up again, it's on me. I mean, that's just sort of every vampire in town. Well, I didn't sire her, though, or whatever. This is like, that's why it's a different rule, right? I don't think we can sentence someone to having you as a sire. That's It's starting to get weird at Camarilla there. But like, what what sounds like something she'd fucking hate? Oh, <laughs> there's a real one, but like uh, Everett would not put that on the table as like losing will. Everett would not. Great, that's fine. It you don't goes have into to his say head, that. but no, he does not say that. Um, <laughs> he'll say, uh, 
Well, she loves her car. Okay. Now, what do you think the prince would think you would hate? The prince would think that I would hate being forced to to carry out the sentence. Nah, that's too it. I don't think that one would sell. Cause because then it's just kind of like you have to do your job, which sucks. But remember, he wants this is vampire rules, so he's gonna want to like embarrass you, be powerful, and take something you can use as leverage. Those are kind of like the weird three, I'm a big vampire, fucking bullshit things. I don't know if this guy can get more leverage over me than he's got. Uh, well, I mean, right now, uh, what does he think of you? Ever, can you roll me a wits and awareness? <laughs> yeah. This is like stepping outside yourself to figure out what a vampire would think your weaknesses are. Yeah. It's like, what does Val hate? And I was like, dress her up in a pink dress and make that her new outfit. <laughs> <laughs> you should be in on this conversation. I know. Oh, I know. Uh, four successes. Four successes. Yeah. Uh, so what you know is uh, he knows that you are physically weak, mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily help him. Again, this is just through his perspective of like yeah. a few brief meetings. Yeah. Uh, you're also too moral. Mm-hmm. So corrupting your morality might be of interest. Uh, he also knows that you care about life, both human and vampire. And obviously you care about the officers because this trial is occurring. Yeah. And those are all things I'm assuming he thinks of his weaknesses. Correct. Because by vampire rules, you shouldn't give a fuck about anybody else. You should only give a fuck about his opinion, and you should be taking as much control as you can and being as brutal as you can. Right. Uh, well, he knows that I I don't like and really can't, well, can't. I really don't want to do any kind of executing. He's asked me to do an execution before, and I, I told him no. So I know he doesn't like that about me, and I know I'm, I'm fairly sure he considers it a weakness. But I'm not killing Val. Okay, maybe maybe don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> don't say that I'm not going to kill. I mean, uh, if he orders you to kill her, don't say I'm not doing that. That's a right. bad call. All right. He's in charge. All right. What if you took, like, one of her arms? We need her arms. That's like one of the main things she. First of all, let's not say people without all their arms can't do a good job. He says, holding up his arm. Have you seen what she does with both her arms? I mean, could you do that with four arms, six arms? Oh, God. (laughs) No. He's just picturing himself with so many arms. (laughs) The answer is no, Bart. She's a brawler. She's she's good. What about a leg? God, this is a grim conversation to be what having. What if you take an eye? That's like pretty biblical. All right, we'll put that, we'll table that as a last resort. Okay, so. Two, I'm trying not to maim my fucking officers here, Bart. Listen, I completely get what you're coming from. I'm just trying to figure out what we're going to pitch. So three guilties, dead. Two guilties. You take away the car, which she cares about most in this world. And, uh. She loses an eye. No, switch that. Flip. Oh, that's for two. That's for two. And then for one. Christ. It's probably going to have to be the eye for one because I think the car might even be a stretch. Well, you know her better than I do. Oh, no. The car would be worse for her. I just think the prince might not get the whole I care about a car thing. All right. So the eye is one guilty? Yeah. That's too much, Bart. I mean, 
We I, need her tomorrow night for dealing with the Note Nostra in Calgary. Listen, I'm not saying I fucking like this. I'm trying to, I'm just, we, we're not locked in on this, but we're going to have to have a talk with Tosta Rosa if she's found guilty of any of these about what the punishment's going to be. And she, one of my officers, can I take, take you, this kind of heat or something? If you can convince Tosta Rosa, sure. All right. Okay, you think on that. Yeah. Cut back to the interrogation room. I'd like to put Tosterosa on the stand. Wait, what? What? Um, he's here, technically. What are, you, what are you going to ask him? Well, I just think that apparently this entire case hinges on who orders what and who takes what orders and what orders are lawful and not. And so I think we need to clarify that. He's the only one who can fully clarify things. I just think we need some consistency. That's a, that's a big fucking swing, Doris, but if you piss him off, he could bring the hammer down the whole fucking city. He could, but I don't think he will. He funded the city, did he not? Yeah. We don't have to. Evangeline, what's, what are you thinking? I mean, you can. I mean, Evangeline's still stuck in just like, how the fuck do we like get like Everett and Val both to give testimony that's just like shows that Val's not a threat to the community and that the intent wasn't to kill or basically that Val's like uh, uh, good for the department. So I which think is like I'm like to pitch some structure which yeah, I think might please, help with this. Yeah, cuz I'm also stuck in like say things that are true. Like Laura's yeah, brain yeah, yeah, yeah. is like mm-hmm. don't lie, <laughs> so, do things the right way. <laughs> you have two things to prove. Mm-hmm. You're you're actually so you get to cut trying to say yeah. that she's innocent. There's no question that Val did this. And according to the court, your two priorities are intent. Did she mean to do this? Did she not mean to do this? Mm-hmm. Uh, which Alabaster Kane has kind of argued doesn't matter, and that she clearly intended to do it because she could have not done it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is value to New Haven. Mm-hmm. You have two witnesses in this room. You could theoretically call another. For the sake of sanity, I would say call one witness for each thing. Like, we're going to talk to somebody. So Everett could speak to either or both. And then who do you want to call to speak to the other? Because you also know that this trial just needs to last tonight. And you can get overruled at any point. Mm-hmm. And then I would say, can you, uh, Doris, can you roll me a, roll. a wits? Mm-hmm. And I would say etiquette versus a wits and etiquette. I don't understand how etiquette God. is like my big thing and I have zero points in it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have zero okay. etiquette. One success. Two successes. Two successes. Uh, you can call Lord Victor Tostarosa as your either one of those two witnesses or as a third witness to just deal with the legality of that. Mm-hmm. But you're desperate enough. That seems like a good idea at this. Mm. Not as necessarily a good idea. It's one you don't know how to object to as a legal theory because it's such kind of a scattershot process right now. Mm -hmm. So you could come up with a way to shoot that down later, but you don't collectively have a a ruling on that being a bad idea. Also, Doris knows, uh, Val would know, and you kind of know, but the prince is so important. Yeah. That like not getting his sign off on this verdict. Uh, it's not like you can convince yeah. everybody else in the room and he disagrees mm-hmm. and it goes forward in your way. Mm-hmm. Right. Can I, as Everett, play a hunch uh, and att- attempt to call Tostarosa 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just on one of our landlines, and just to see if if the voice on the phone is the same as the one coming through the cell phone, uh, and if he's aware that this trial is happening. Yes, you okay. absolutely can. Okay. We will cut to that in a moment. Uh, you just have to decide on your witnesses. So you've got Everett for one of them. You've got Victor Tostarosa, and who is your third witness? Do we want to call Will? It might be good to have a human here. I think we can talk. I think we can call Everett for the intent bit, right? Because I think even if Val was like, could have attacked anyone, she was attacking me. Everett stepped in. I literally staked, like we have fail saves. I shot her with a crossbow. She was down. And the sheriff was like, like literally could have like ended her, but we don't want to end her. So we took, took it out and... I, you know, yeah. I wondered I why the fuck that kept happening. <laughs> <laughs> we could call Everett. So you've got Everett for intent. I think so. So for value to community, who is the witness you want to call? I think we should call Will. Who else are we going to call? Can you roll me a wits and awareness, Evangeline? <laughs> Evangeline is like, let's get a child involved. Let's call Jiro. He's going to like her by the end. Uh, wits and awareness? Yes. Two successes. Okay. The bonuses to calling Will. Will is familiar with humankind, and he is familiar with vampire society. Yeah. Uh, Will has experience with the previous sheriff. Will can also speak to Val's general uh, personality and beliefs. Uh, the challenges with calling Will are uh, he's he was an illegal adoptee before this happened. Yeah, he is emotionally unpredictable. If Alabaster Kane knows about why he is in a cell in this building, so he could possibly be manipulated on the stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's kind of like if Alabaster Kane doesn't know about Will as Val's son, no one would be aware of it. If the fact that he's her son comes out on the stand, Victor Tostarosa, if he does not already know about Will as Val's son, knows about Will as Val's son. Yeah. Which is its own kind of like flavor combo there. However, if you were going to get someone to lie, Will will be a much better liar than most people. Calling Jiro, you get a kid. (laughs) No, that was like not a realistic. I don't know. uh, Of the people you know in town who might be useful. I was like, Madre... Madre could get called head of the Bruja. Yeah. She's pretty capable of having that conversation. Uh, Lorcan and Kevin LaFleur. Oh, yeah. Like uh, the heads of the Gangrel. They've been around. They're there. Uh, You've also got theoretically Costas. But Costas wasn't really saved. But Costas Mm. is a friend you can call in. Yeah. Uh, Sister Kurt has established that she will lie to save lives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that becomes a possibility. Mm. Um, I'm kind of thinking. Or you could call one of Jiro's parents. You could call Kenneth or Barbara uh, yeah. if you want to get a mortal in as a general rep. Yeah, I'm thinking, I mean, like, we all made Jiro feel safe, right? And Jiro tried to write a book with Val. Yeah. I, I'm i just thinking, like, if we call, obviously not Jiro, like, I don't think this is a place for a kid, but, like, his his grandparents, like, they could... They could talk, I mean, how how great Val is with, like, the kids of the community and, like, how much she's added to, like, them feeling safe and secure. That's a big fucking deal. 
Doris, can you roll me a very, very important wits and awareness? Just very, very <laughs> this is important. not a good idea. I don't know. <laughs> can I? Can I rouse this? Oh hell yes, hell yes. This is you've got that itch at the edge of your brain. Fuck. <laughs> That's one. That's okay. You're more hungry, but you still get the bonus die. Okay. Three successes. That is a very fortunate three. If you call Kenneth or Barbara and can establish that Val is key to keeping New Haven around, the biggest risk to Tostarosa's power, because Doris, you are the best at playing the court game Mm -hmm. of anybody in this room. Val has refused to play and Evangeline doesn't know it. Neither does Everett. Bart doesn't have a tremendous amount of experience with it. He's just there. Alabaster Kane does. So the thing that your third success, which is the key one, (laughs) gets you is... If New Haven falls apart, mm-hmm. Toaster Rosa is the prince of nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So it's a, it is a hammer that does not apply to this trial, but it is a hammer that 100% applies to the decision. Because Oof. if the city goes to shit, Toaster Rosa loses everything. His investment goes to zero. He loses all oh, the money. Yes. Everybody here is dead. He's nobody. Oh, yes. There's a reason why I wanted to call him to the stand. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Um, but I just wanted to definitively state that for you. Yes. And you can share those that fact with your yes. fellows. Um, I think that's a good idea because if we can prove that she's vital to the town and losing her would be a detriment, well, princes don't like detriments. Princes like to keep everything they have. And if he has new, if he doesn't have new Haven, then what's he a prince of? Right. He's just a man with a fancy voice on the phone. Jeez. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Doris, I don't know. Sometimes I forget, like, just because you kind of look like a kid, like, just how much you know. And I'm sorry if if I'm, like, treated you like a a kid sometimes. I've already forgot about you strangling me. Uh, Doesn't sound like you forgot. So Val, Thanks. you started to feel a lot better <laughs> until that last thing. No, uh, Val is not commenting. He <laughs> doesn't care who the witnesses are because now Val is thinking, okay, this is the room that the trial is in. How thick is that wall? <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the, the mapping out the room situation if things go faith. bad. And just That's all she has control over right now. So mm-hmm. that's where her brain is. Yep. Uh, Val, you would be aware enough of the building. I will tell you in advance, uh, your best you've got two ways out of the room perfect if you're thinking it. there's the front door which would be closed there are officers in the room with shotguns people are obviously going to expect that if you bolt that you go there mm-hmm. can you roll me a uh i would say i would accept intelligence and brawl i would accept uh intelligence and what is it larceny <laughs> uh or a wits and larceny i would accept if you're just trying to trust your like criminal gut yeah uh yeah, probably either one of those. Or uh, an intelligence and a streetwise. Intelligence and streetwise um, is you knowing what criminals would do in this circumstance I as opposed to what you would do. I like wits and larceny. Yeah. That sounds <laughs> yeah. that sounds good to me. Two successes. And that's enough for your second route out. Great. No more than per- two. Um, your, your second best bet, which is the one that I think you might lean towards is... Everyone will expect you to go for the door. Totally. And there's nowhere else on ground floor that has windows that you could get out. Mm-hmm. However, there are windows that have been like boarded up and protected in Doris's apartment, which is mm. upstairs. And if you broke that way, you break past Everett and Barty. 
Yes. So if you go up and out, <laughs> if a bunch of officers open up with shotguns, they could shoot the sheriff and or the sheriff, mm. uh, which they may be more hesitant to do than just shooting at like a door and a wall. So you've actually got a better, meaner plan if you go up than if you go out. Perfect. Yeah, that's all Val's thinking about then, just Great. in case. Val's got a good plan. Everett, you want to make a phone call? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'd like to just make Do you make have Toast it... number? That's what I'm not sure about. As the sheriff, I'm assuming I have access to that. I know Ever doesn't know it. Cool. Uh, so you want that. Yeah. You don't have it on you. Yeah. How do you plan to get it? I go to Bart. Yeah. Bart's like, well, I have it in my office. Well, I can think of one person strong enough to break that door down real fast, but she's on trial. Oh, fuck it. Come with me. And he just like you both walk out and the defense team are ready to leave the interrogation cell and get out. And just Bart's like, go, go, go. And Bart goes into the room, closes the door behind him and Everett. And he's like, it's going to be so fucking expensive. Picks up a chair and just throws it through the two way mirror. So it's shattered. <laughs> oh, no. Climbs into his office and comes back out with the phone number for you on a piece of paper. God damn, Bart. Yeah, well, I hate this fucking thing, but we're going to do this. All right. Thanks. And I'll, I'd like to go out into the, again, the main. You can go back area. to the evidence locker if you want to be private, or you can be in the main room where everyone is. I'm fine with being where everyone is. I want to make this call while um, Alabaster's on the phone with sure. uh, who I am still trying to suss out is the real Tostarosa, uh, and just make that call like from the other end of the room or whatever. Like, yep. I, I don't need to necessarily mm -hmm. make a big show that I'm having a conversation or anything. Mm -hmm. I just want to see what happens while I'm talking on the phone. Great. You type in the number, it rings. There's a, like, the phone's picked up after a single ring. Mm -hmm. and you just hear Toaster Rosa's office. Uh, hi, this is uh, the sheriff of New Haven. Uh, sheriff Everett Fry, I'd like to speak with Mr. Toaster Rosa. Oh, just, just a moment. I'll put you through. Thank you. Uh, you get put through and you get the busy signal for a minute. Uh, and mm. then the, the secretary picks back up and just says, oh, oh, yeah, sorry. You're, you're trying to talk. Unfortunately, uh, he's, he's on the other line. Can I ask what this is about? This is in regards to a uh, trial that's going on right now. All right, just a second. Let me put you back on hold. Uh, and you're you're back on hold, and there's like some a little bit of chipper, just kind of music playing, just very generic bing, office. Bing, 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 uh, and then bing, Alabaster bing, Kane walks up to you and says, "Are you trying to talk to Lord Tostarosa? Here he is." Uh, and he hands you the phone. Uh, I will. Uh, man, that doesn't help me. Uh, can I tell? Before, like, because I've been watching him while I'm making this call. Did he like spot me on the phone and come over, or uh, roll me a wits and awareness? God, <laughs> I hate this all of this so much. <laughs> I like it. I just need to test. Yeah, that's all I need to get a, a, a get a sense. Uh, three successes. Three successes. Uh, you did not. He did not look over. You doubt he overheard this. He seemed pretty engrossed in his conversation. Okay, so that would lead me to believe then that he was told the sheriff's on the other line. Can you yes. pass the phone? You okay. also rolled well enough that you. I will say you could also just ask Tostarosa something that only Tostarosa would know, having interacted with you. There's a yeah. chance that like the information That's... that Tostarosa had would have also been like the clan leaders. Yeah. But you do know that for a clan leader to impersonate Tostarosa on the mm. phone to manipulate you is like, that's that's like the sheriff gets to leave and kill a clan leader. Right. If they impersonated the prince. Mm. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'll, then I'll, uh, I'll I'll take the the phone from Alabaster um, and say, uh, Mr. Tostarosa. Yes. What can I do for you? Uh, I'd just like to personally thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule, as you said, to uh, attend the trial. 
Oh, that's very polite of you. Now, we both know you'd rather I wasn't here, but it's important for me to, let's just say, keep that boot on your neck. Uh, that is certainly a turn of phrase, sir. <laughs> uh, and um, I'll say, uh, you know, uh, given that this is not our first time having sort of a uh, an unusual trial, uh, I'm, I'm recalling uh, the time that I spent at... Uh, that spa of yours where you put on your own little kind of kangaroo court. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you recall what that was regarding, sir? Oh. You're wondering if I'm like the real Tostarosa or if Alabaster Cane's pulling off a high treason but fool the sheriff. I'm giving you more credit than, uh, that's cleverer than I thought you were going to be on this whole thing. Yes, all the clan leaders were there. Shit had gone down. The ASP protocol. You were paralyzed. I made you choose somebody to die and then you didn't. Boo-hoo, I care about people's lives. Whatever. Uh, Yeah, it's the real me. Do the trial. Stop wasting my time. Thank you, sir. Yeah, you're welcome. Fuck you. Uh, And he just hangs (laughs) up. (laughs) Oh, he hangs up? Yeah, he hangs up. Oh, man, can I fuck with his phone? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, we need to talk to him. He's right there in front of me, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'll hand the phone back to him. Great. It's back in Alabaster Kane's hand. He walks back to his desk. It rings. He picks up, puts it back on speaker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the defense settles in. You've prepared to call Everett Fry to speak to intent. Kenneth and yep. Barbara Kishimoto to speak to the value to New Haven. And Lord Victor Tostarosa V himself yes. to try to, to take the big legal swing. It is time for the defense of Val Miller. This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, Del Borvik at Deltastic on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and storyteller Ryan LaPlante at The Ryan LaPlante on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Blood and Syrup's artwork was created by Del Borvik at DelBorvik.com. That's D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We also have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, my kindred. Sleep well in this world of darkness. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn 1138, Alorain Okapi, OMG It's Big Nick, D&D and Things, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Flea Unit, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Melissa Rain, Nithrian, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L., Dia De Los Hoodless, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you.
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.